Yo, this is the only D-Gut representing Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Listen to the one and only grown-ass man hip-hop show. Sit back with your flip-flops on to this one, man. Peace. This episode of the Grown-Ass Man Hip-Hop Show is brought to you by BadMagics.com. BadMagics.com. More than just an online journal or clothing line, BadMagics.com is a lifestyle brand dedicated to keeping you fresh from art to the music to the gear. BadMagics.com. Shout out to the magic man. BadMagics.com. Defenders of the true school. What it is and what it do, this is the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. I am your boy, Lawrence G. And I'm your boy, Joey Berno. Oh yeah, he's back in this motherfucker. I got something special. You know, we set this motherfucker off a different kind of way, man. Got to set this bitch off right. A lot of people been asking about you. A lot of people been like, where's Joey Burnham? Where's Joe at? We miss Joe. So you know what, Joe? This for you. I thought we had a goddamn intro we needed to do. That's what I'm used to. We do. Welcome back. You can't hear me playing Welcome Back. Welcome Back Carter? Yes. Yes. Welcome back. That same old place that you laughed about. Welcome back, Joe. So just, just for old time's sake, man. Let's do this shit the way we're supposed to do it. What it is and what it do, I'm your boy, Lawrence G. And I am your boy, Joey Burnham. And this is the the Grown Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. Where we talk about love, life, hip hop, and grown man Man shit. And everything in between. And everything in between. A little rusty, but I'm back in the bitch. Where you been, man? I've been doing overtime. Simple as that. That was not the story we've been telling everybody. What's the story? We've been telling them that you've been on the hunt for white bitches, cocaine, and gold. And you, did you say gold and gold? Yeah, gold and white women. Yeah, that's what you've been. Not golden, the cocaine. White I've been on the yes. hunt for white women that I can dip in gold. Yes. <laughs> that's right. I'm like, I'm like Buffalo Bill. I like to take my women, even though this ain't the same thing he do. But I take my women and immortalize them in gold. <laughs> <laughs> that's Goldfinger from James Bond. Gold. Too. She's been gold fingered. Yes. yes. Goldfinger. The voice you hear. The other voice you hear is the man, the myth, the legend, Bad Magic's own Freddie Freeze in the building. I had to get back with my click one more time just to see what's up. You that's know, right. I this might fall through with him every now and then just to see what's up. I had to check in on up. everybody. That's what's up. And the other voice is Jonathan Crane, the master of fear. We've been holding this thing down while uh, Joey Burnham been gone. So, an interesting thing happened on the way to a podcast. Yes, <laughs> as it does sometimes. Uh, we started off trying to do a grown men top ten, and it turned into a Jay Z conversation. So, I said, "Fuck the top ten, and let's just have the Jay Z conversation." Okay. So, I plan on sabotaging this goddamn show too, but I'll play nice for about twenty minutes. <laughs> See, that's where I like. I like the way he gets down. Well, that still probably be good. Good podcasting, though. So. Yeah, More than likely, uh, Lawrence G is not gonna he's not gonna cut it. So I'm a content whore. You know how I get down. Yeah, well, I, I'm just gonna go ahead and put the framework in. Like uh, we were talking about the top ten that you guys will probably hear later uh, that Lawrence G is structured, uh, and I believe you guys have heard before that the Grown Man Podcast Show did a top ten Jay Z. 
Well, we were. Oh, um, well, you're working on it. We were working. Well, what happened and was. And you got lost in it. Well, here's what happened. When Joe first went on his voyage for white women, gold, and cocaine, there was gold supposed to be. and white women. I kicked the habit of cocaine. On your voyage, you decided to cut cocaine. Okay. But um, so what happened was when Joe first, when he first went on the hiatus, we were supposed to do uh, uh, grown men top 10 Jay-Z albums. Like we really wanted to get heavy into the whole top 10. We've done like a few of them at this point. And the first one was supposed to be Jay-Z. Me and Brandon sat here. I'm sorry, me and Jonathan Crane sat here for like, what, two hours? And was like, this shit is hard as fuck. And yeah, so we said, I thought it was going to be easy, but it was it was hard as shit. That's right. I'm sorry. I can't. My Jay Z is but terrible. once Go, we once me. we started listening to songs, once we started listening to songs, man, and going through these albums, it was like, fuck. Where the hell do we start? I think it's easy. I don't. I don't. I don't see what's so hard about a top ten Jay Z albums countdown or collaborate or a fucking collection i don't see what's so fucking hard about that shit man we couldn't do that shit bro we we could not we could cause we couldn't we couldn't give the list justice well this is how i feel let's just cut through the fucking chase and i know my nigga fred freeze is with me on this my number one jay-z album of all time is i'm gonna start at one i'm simplifying this whole motherfucker exactly my number one jay-z album of all time is reasonable doubt other people disagree. What you what you say for it? Mine is reasonable doubt as well. Yeah, I'm I'm the other person. I think that uh, reasonable doubt is a classic fucking album, and most hip hop people enjoy it. But Blueprint is just my favorite Jay Z album, and and, I, and overall, and overall, a fucking lie. It's a goddamn truth, nigger. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think I think that I'm not saying that it's them, but a lot of people to me put. Reasonable doubt number one because they're supposed to. A lot of people do. Not saying that they do that shit. Conversation that we had when we started the list, we said that just feels like something that you're supposed to do. No, if you actually break down the bars, it's like I. Oh, I can break down the bars for for yeah. But and 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 the thing is, like we we were just discussing downstairs that production wise and everything like that, we get what Blueprint was. It was it was more. It was a continuation of what. The introduction of uh, tough of Jess Blaze of Kanye West. It was mm-hmm. the precursor to um, what was going to be Kanye West's seminal album. You know, all of this thing. This is what the blueprint was doing for us. So that's what that was framing up. But what Reasonable Doubt did, it actually was Jay Z. How do you put it? It was is his his crowning achievement. His him finally getting that position in the music industry that he wanted. And him it's really, his Illmatic. it's his Illmatic. It was his moment to like say this is, and really that was his last shot in the dark. If you know his story, Mel Bleak was supposed to be the man at Rockefeller. And a lot of people don't realize this. And and put the mic on this man to say that. So yeah, Memphis Bleak is a uh, Memphis Bleak is not a very talented MC. Well, he's a boring MC. I will say that, but. <laughs> <laughs> But, but some bullying going on, you know, because he, he, you know, he doesn't have any kind of real presence. It's more like he just runs with that whole street and why thing, and he doesn't have any character. Whereas Jay Z added something to it. He added gravitas to it, and he kind of brought you into the story, made you feel like you know you were there with him or that, and he gave it a sense of 
this is not just a good thing that I'm selling drugs and stuff, that there's some a negative side to it. So he gave you the whole story. You know what I'm this, saying? This how I feel about it. I you know, feel like I feel like reasonable doubt is number one, blueprint is number two. Uh and the reason why I say that shit is because Blueprint is a sonically better album than yep. Reasonable Doubt. Blueprint is the better album musically. Which a lot of that you can't really hold against Jay Z because nineteen ninety six music ain't as good as music that came out in two thousand three. Ain't that what Blueprint three came out two thousand three? Uh, two thousand one. It came out two thousand one. Right. So my point is, of course, the music gonna sound better sonically because technology got better sonically. Well, but my point is this: as as better as it is sonically than Jay Z's first album, the weight and the gravity and the lyrics and the hip hop backpack feel. That that album has, I got to put that over Blueprint, the first Blueprint. Um, so yeah, that's what I got is one or two. Jay Z's first album's number one. Blueprint is number three, two. Excuse me, I was and, thinking Blueprint. Three and you got to realize that a lot of the beats that uh, Jay Z took, uh, that ended up on Reasonable Doubt, were supposed to be Camp Lowe's beats. You know what I mean? So like again, I can't even sonically, I can't even give it to because that's ski beats. 24-hour karate school and all that other stuff. He's done some classic work. He's like Easy Mo B. You know what I mean? Um, so he's got work that's like that. But the reason why I give it to Blueprint and you know over that is because of what it means in the lexicon of Jay-Z itself. You know what I'm saying? What it and and it and it was a time when dudes were still rapping to rap. When part of it, you had to be an MC. You had to lyrically like this dude was in a world where there was a Biggie around the corner, there was a Nas around the corner. You know, all of the, the greats were still you there. Had, yeah, so that era is important, man. You had to, see, and that's the thing. You had to hold your weight up there. But by the time we had made it to Blueprint. We were making music for a crossover pop crowd, and he still reached back and did an album that Blueprint is both has the pop crossover pop appeal and kind of paid homage back to that early era. I feel like Michael Jordan is the best basketball player that I've ever seen. I feel like most people agree, would agree that he's the number one, right? That even though I know you hate his very soul. And the existence. Allen Iverson made him sit down. He did. He did. He had to have Allen Iverson is my favorite basketball player. They changed the game. Allen Iverson is my favorite basketball player, but the best. He lost that game. The best best basketball player that I ever saw was Michael Jordan. Can't defeat a team. Joey Burnham just said that that Mike still won, though. Hey, you can't defeat a team unless you're the Pistons. You had to go ahead and get your some weight, your weight up, Mike. That's a whole different story. But you had to get your weight up, Mike, because because the bad boys were like, you know. My the point. Bad boys are just punch you in the face. Exactly. Exactly. Go. Bill Lambeers, mid court, baby. My Man point. My overall point. <laughs> my overall point is that a lot of people won't necessarily say that about Michael Jordan because they're like, "Well, I grew up in the '70s. I grew up and it meant so much, and it's the era, and it's this, and there's so much connected to the '70s when you watch these teams play and yada yada yada." And I'll be like. But man, Michael Jordan was just he. This was just look at the statistics. Just analyze the way that things were done. This was probably the best era. You just don't want to say it because I feel like that is is kind of how reasonable doubt kind of gets that edge. Because we we yeah. knocked together, we knocked together like downstairs. You said that lyrically it was better. You said sonically it was better. I'm gonna so say I feel era like, wise the '80s was better. You understand what the, I'm the saying? First golden age. Talking about basketball big. or football? Well, I'm talking I about mean, basketball or, in, or, or rapping. Hip-hop. Rapping because you that's the first golden age. That's the first real golden age when rap came into its own. Like Jay-Z, when you get into the 90s, that's the second golden era. The first, like hip-hop has now, two well, golden we eras. We discussed, and I hate to cut you off, but we discussed. It's, it's known 
just for me to be a dick right quick. The golden era is like eighties. Big Daddy Kane. Yeah, that's Big Daddy Kane and them. Yeah. That's the goat. It's like mid eighties. But the silver right era the is silver. like ninety four. It's like yeah. Like, it's like, and I always like call it. Brown. I always call it a second golden era. Or, just or you because, can say second. I feel yeah, you on that. Yeah, because you know. But that's just you but know. Technically, you can't have two golden eras. You have to have a silver era, and that would be. But that ain't the point. Ninety. Yeah. What ninety one to ninety four or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. This is, but let me clarify what I was saying because uh, Crane mentioned me, so I got to straighten that shit out. No, what I what I was saying was, my personal opinion is that the the album that you can put in the uh, that you can ride to the most would be the Blueprint. You can ride to that album and vibe out to that album more. Than reasonable doubt it sounds sonically better to the ear than reasonable doubt but is it a more classic album as reasonable doubt i don't think so because the gravity it holds the era it came out in what it meant to the label what it meant to hip-hop it was a passing of the tor- torch because when jay-z came on the scene it was like all right biggie gone we got jay-z now like it meant a whole lot it, it meant a whole lot for his career, for hip hop, for the label, Blueprint is the second best album in his catalog. And what 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 would be the third best goddamn album? The I Black the, Album. Yeah, the third. Yeah, Black Album was the third best. Yes. Album. Yes. <laughs> and the, and the reason why is yeah. because he that's him rapping with the passion of like this, he's really thinking that uh, this is the end. But what I'm trying to say, man, is are we are we putting that number one? I mean, I've heard you say era over and over again. I heard you say, I'm not, it, you know what I mean? You're not saying era, but I'm saying I'm just, I'm taking, I'm taking lyrics and I'm taking beats and I'm taking, that's what I'm taking. I'm just taking, but that's what I'm saying. What's and that? I'm saying that I don't think reasonable doubt is better okay. because of that. And, and it's kind of like somebody talking to me and they're saying, nah. um, Red Hour back, they won 13, they won 13 championships. They have more NBA championships than anybody. Well, you know what I mean? So it's like, and but I'm like, Michael, Michael, Michael Jordan was better. It's like, no, man, they got 13 championships and Bill Russell and fuck, he did all these things. But and see, I'm like, Bill but Russell, I'm like, this is a better but, player. But, but, but let, let, let's keep it real. <laughs> White guys now, in the 60s. The, it, it's, t- it's tough to it's tough to weigh sports in because you know sports and art is different. We got like subjective stuff going on. It's very and similar. Hip hop is a sport. No, it's not. Yes, it is, it's man. A, it's a, well, come on well, now. Well, no, I'm no, going to disagree with that. Yeah, yeah, because uh, if, if, if if you just make it a sport, they don't battle. That's not battling. Isn't isn't a part of that. But let me tell you something a lot of that's that's MC, war MC of versus but MC a lot of that is artificial now the reason why is yeah now because in the beginning it was made to, to keep gangs from fighting with each other you see what I'm saying and we're not there anymore okay so the, the breakers are just about all gone but they still battle and they're battling they're still keeping that alive but it's not the same. You're still being expressive. It's still art form. You're like when you get at the end of the day, you're battling album for album. That's why when people were talking about what Kendrick Lamar was doing, you know, they were like, oh, I'm finna go at Kendrick Lamar. I'm like, yo, ass still ain't did a dope album. You still ain't did a dope album. You, if you even got him on a verse, you, can, you can't do a record. You can't do it. So that's, that's the thing. You're doing, you're doing artistic expression and what it leaves people with. The fact that we're talking about Jay-Z right now is he's transcended. He's done that. He's he's actually left us with something to talk about. Now there's a lot of diggers probably dope as hell, but they ain't they can't do a record. Well, I, I I agree and disagree. Hold that thought. Don't let me forget about it. I'm gonna go back to what Crane said 
Um, I understand what you're saying, Crane. You're basically saying that you can't give reasonable doubt the number one spot based on time. And I understand that. And a lot of of people do. A lot of people do not saying that you guys are just doing it, but a lot of people just consider. I feel like people just sit down and they say, well, reasonable doubt, number one. Okay, now let's discuss the list. And I'm like, no, no, not not after hearing Blueprint. I can't do that. Well, see, the thing is, I think it's really subjective because, see, like while we're saying that some people are saying that sonically reasonable doubt not a, a, a blueprint is better for us because that's what our ears are adjusted to yes you got some people that actually sonically like reasonable doubt this because is true. like i said because ski beats is no joke dead presidents to this day that beat that's one of that, the best beats ever that's, that's what i'm heard. saying i'm like that when that beat yeah when that beat comes out it's just like bruh and then he's got like other beats like even the way they sampled that isaac hayes joint for can i live you know what I'm saying? That was like, oh, I mean, let, that, let me uh, say that's this. An Irv Gotti production. Just just yeah. let, let me say this. Let you guys know, mm-hmm. because Crane said you people. just can't give it that type of weight because of time. And that's absolutely too true. Yep. You got to have lyrics and beats to back it up. Lyrically. Reasonable doubt is better than Blueprint lyrically. Yeah, yeah. it may not be way better, yeah. but songs like in my cerebral be the wicked deceival. Better yeah. than better than re, better than Blueprint. Uh, yeah. Reasonable doubt has the better lyrics than Blueprint. Yes, Blueprint has overall better production than Reasonable Doubt. Yes, because you. Got well, we have to look at the fact that from Reasonable Doubt to Blueprint, Jay Z learned how to be a marketable artist. Yes, Reasonable Doubt was a underground hip hop and that's what that's i alluded that's what to I was about to say that that's what rapping i alluded for his to. stage that, yeah. and and that goes into what crane was saying I, I understand that but you are going to get better with time and technology is going to get better with time so it's kind of hard to say a 2001 beat is better than a 94 beat of course motherfuckers got better npcs and beats and drum machines so of they course more tracks to play it's with. more tracks shit is going technology is going to get better and people are going to learn so you can't compare we can't time travel. So let's stop time traveling. Let's just talk about what we know. We know the beats we heard. We know the lyrics we heard. And it may be unfair because technology got better, but Blueprint is better sonically. But it all comes down to classic. Classic means more than who can rap better, who got the better beat. Classic means time. Classic means beats, lyrics. Classic means era. If you talk about classic, classic you you have to equate as much as i don't want to time is a factor and if it's a classic or not and also i'm gonna put out there that so with that being said everybody's first album is their best album no 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 but this but but i'm saying time is a factor but but it can't be the deciding this is what i was about to say beats the criteria the criteria for a classic is era time lyrics beats yep you gotta have all four if you miss any of them then you may not make the mark Reasonable Doubt has the era, the time, the lyrics, the beats, everything. It has everything it needs to be a classic. And here's the thing. I think all of those other elements are important, but time, it doesn't matter when it's released, even though it it plays a part in it, but it's like... For me, that's probably the least important thing because I think that once you start just saying, well, man, this was the era where I, I kissed my first girl and this meant more to me because of that but and no, shit like that. Nah, that's when, I, I, that's, that's what it. a lot of people are doing, though, man. They, see, that's, I'm telling but you. But those are novices. But what I'm telling you as a person who kind of studied Jay-Z or studied this rap in general, when most of the time when guys have spent their whole life waiting to do that one album, they put everything they got into that one shot. 
And if you ever look at Jay Z's story, yeah, exactly. That's it. It's it's like Eminem, because yeah, you know Jay Z actually um, was like we, like we said earlier. He was gonna just do this, and he and he was gonna turn the whole thing over to Memphis Bleak. He was gonna just be a label head, right? And he was like, okay, but I'm going out with a bang. I'm gonna let them know I'm legit. You know what I'm saying? I did this. I I was on tour with Kane. I've been doing this since Jazz O. You know this. You know all this other the originators. I was there. See what I'm saying? So he wanted to let them know. And he couldn't go out like a slouch. This man's been under Big Daddy Kane. This man been under whatever. That's the same thing when you look at how Big Pun, he was getting it in. That dude was getting busy. He was a battle rapper type dude. So when you hear him doing that, you know, doing his uh, quick witted raps and stuff like that, they had to smooth him out for the casual listener. And they had to make him accessible. So Jay-Z had to learn how to be accessible. Because after Reasonable Doubt, that's why the second album kind of missed. Because that's when Dame Dash and them was like, we got to get accessible. Because you're, you know, you got the hip-hop audience. Now the you got to second album was a bad boy album. Exactly. It was a bad boy album. <laughs> He's like, you belong to the city. I mean, you trying to do all that, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, with a nigga look like a fucking camel. Exactly. He out there hey, like Casablanca. Let me, let me say this, though. Let me say this. Because I don't, I don't want to lose sight of what the fuck we talking about. I guess the argument now has switched from top 10 to is time a factor in classicivity. I just made up a fucking word. It actually is. Time I think that is, it is. I think that for this generation. Level of difficulty. For example, Martin Luther King versus a civil rights person right now. Martin Luther King had a lot more fucking hurdles to jump and oh, still yeah. got shit done versus a uh, civil rights leader of the day. Versus, uh, what's his name, D. Ray McKinnison? The time. There is no. The, yeah, the, exactly. the time that Martin Luther King was in <laughs> made it more difficult for him to achieve what he achieved than somebody trying to be a Martin Luther King in 2017. Yes, we got bullshit today. I don't want to get off the, off, off the point. My, my, my point is this. 1996 was a rougher landscape to be the top MC than 2001. It was still difficult to be a top MC. 1996, Biggie was still around. And Biggie in was 1996, the top it was way easier to be a, a top-level MC, in what? my opinion. I mean, in 1996, I mean, it's like... Everybody was dropping heat. I mean, it oh, was you're, like, talking about, you're talking about just because of a competitive... From a competitive yes, standpoint? Yes. Oh, yeah. From, from a competitive, competitive standpoint, standpoint yes. Because yes. you, yeah, you got buried. It was easy to get buried back then because, like, you know... He technically, you did get buried. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got... Yeah, you get buried and people didn't catch on to later on because it was a slow gain. A reason, and the reasonable doubt was a heady album. It was a heady album. That album was so lyrical that it wasn't... It didn't translate well to the casual listener you see what i'm saying whereas that's why the next album it didn't it just didn't i mean because i remember no no it it got slept on it got slept on and then basically the casual listener when they when they got a few hits off of it like dead presidents and so on and so forth and they got them a second wind they said we're gonna go we're gonna go get foxy brown we're about to do this you know sunshine we're gonna do all this other stuff and that's that's (laughs) that's basically where we're about to go with it and that's you know, and that's the start of the Jay Z era, basically. You know what I'm saying? And then they they perfected it on the second. They album, perfected the, it the on third the third album on a, on a like, volume two. Volume two. They perfected and, it on volume two, and there was still a couple of missteps going into volume yeah. three. But by yeah. 2001, with the blueprint, Jay Z had he had learned from those mistakes, yep. and he had perfected 
what it was because that that's when we started along the way we started to get complaints about jay-z dumbing down exactly and he would address it in the music and he addressed it in the music You're like you know like i would rap like common sense but i'm so half a meal so i ain't rap but like on, common sense but on okay. two but on but on but on blueprint that's when we got the combination and, and we still weren't all the way there exactly with with 2001 because his most commercial song is off of uh 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 the black album with dust uh dust uh shoulders yeah. off mm-hmm. but he still I don't know was, that most the most commercial song is probably you deserve to be my sunshine well no, i mean uh-huh. that was, no 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 as far as the, the most to sell is the one where he took from chris and neat that's the one. That's one of his biggest. That's what I'm, I'm saying. That one. I'm that's, the that's the dynasty. So that's the dynasty. Finish your point. Way, I'm gonna say something. But finish your point. Uh, like I said, along the way, he learned to kind of juggle both. But there were a lot of missteps between Reasonable Doubt and the Blueprint. Blueprint was the cap on him understanding his commercial viability and having those hits along the way and understanding what people wanted and still being hip hop and still being. I'm hip-hop. glad you brought that up, and that's why. I rank Blueprint number two. That's why I rank it so high. Yeah. I rank it number two, quite frankly, because it's just not as backpack as, as Reasonable Doubt. Yep. yep. Call me a backpack asshole, but that's why I don't rate it number one. And also, not only that, but it's, it's lyrically better, slightly lyrically better, and the time it came out in. So I do equate time. Number one is uh, Reasonable Doubt. Number two is Blueprint. Number three is Black Album. Number four, Jay-Z would be what? I moved. This, I had three hard knock life CD. Th- well, see, that's what I'm saying. I had I had the volume two. Volume three is number four for me, and volume two is number four for you. Yeah, well, yeah, because that's that is the hard knock life CD. Oh, oh, two is hard knock life. Yeah, because that's yeah, yeah, because in my lifetime, volume one is okay. That's I the stand one corrected. With, I okay, stand correct. And then volume two is the one with hard knock life, and then we go into the blueprint, and then he starts doing all kinds of odd stuff. Um, volume three is the song with Big Pimpin' on it. Yeah, the CD with Big Pimpin'. Right. That's yeah. why I'm getting confused. Yeah. 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 Um. Okay, so number four is volume two. What's number five? Now this is what new Jay Z is number five. No, this is why I do the switch. You know, I say that number two is probably the greatest. Like it's oh. it's a blueprint for pop, like pop rap. You know what I'm saying? He oh. set the standards for it. So that's set that's set as my number four for the longest time in the Jay Z catalog. What's number four? So go ahead. Well, I mean I'm that number two. Volume two. Volume two, okay. So so basically Reasonable Doubt, Blueprint, Black Album, and now I've moved up that new Jay Z album to number uh, four. Four, four, four. Yeah, number that's, four. That's four, 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 four. Four, four. I then, did, yeah, I figured then that was my, gonna come in number four. Yeah, and then talk about that album for a minute before you move on. Talk about the the reason why I and did, I, I agree with Fred's top four too. I got the top four the same as Fred. Yeah. Go ahead and talk about four four four. The reason why I, I say that is because that is Jay-Z coming full circle. If I only listen to those four albums right there, that kind of encapsulate the man. The, I hate the fact that I can't squeeze his the the, the, plop, the pop mastery that he did with uh, Volume 2 in there. You know what I'm saying? Because it needs to be in there somewhere because that shows that he learned the formula and that formula didn't crush him. That formula has crushed so many other artists, but he mastered the formula. Uh, but the reason why 444 is there is because this is him going back to almost his underground roots and actually doing something that he doesn't have to do. A lot of people have bashed him for this and stuff, and they think he's just messing around. But you got to realize this is Jay-Z. Jay-Z doesn't have to talk about shit. He could talk about cars and money till he pass out. He could do anything he wants to do, right? 
But he decides to do a personal album, actually responds to the things like him cheating with uh, on his wife. Uh, he decides to respond to stuff like to talk about the fact that black people fucking up their money. They fucking I'm, up I'm their say, life. I'm going to say and three things. Number one, technically, music, lyrics, and beats, 444 belongs in the fourth spot. Yeah. So I agree with you for it. But I think we can all agree as black human beings, that's the most important album he's ever made. That's what I'm yeah. about to say. Yeah, so is, based on importance, it's crushing everything, everything he's yeah. ever yeah. made. Yeah, that's, that's it. the first thing I got to say. I got to say that. Yeah, That's the first thing I got to say. Second thing I got to say is I kind of resent the fact that Nas's whole career has been this one album that Jay-Z made and people are showing Jay-Z more love like he the second coming of consciousness when Nas been doing this shit since 91. 94 that everybody knows of. But well, what? can I be real though? Nas, so I, I Nas, resent Nas, Nas is esoteric. When Nas speaks in consciousness, he speaks in an esoteric language. There's a lot of time, like I said, a lot Hard of this to get. is about, Jay-Z made more palatable. You see what I'm saying? Right. And that's right. what we're talking about the Reasonable Doubt It's thing. important. That's, that's important. the thing. The, re- the difference between Reasonable Doubt and these other albums is Jay-Z started learning how to, like I said, he learned the formula so that he said, oh, I can still be witty, lyrical, and give Conscious. you something you can juke to and be conscious. So he's got people running around saying, still nigga, and doing all this yeah. other stuff. Whereas, and you know, and making jokes, and people are even using his little coon image. Whereas Nas, on the other hand, he'll come in and have an album called Nigger, and the album will be, it'll kind of get away like from you, you in the middle of his what you call it. You said nigger with the heart. Yeah, we, ER. we noticed the ER. Yes. And he, let me say this. That might get you sent to the ER. Let me, let me say this third thing, too. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. The third thing I've got to say is, this may or may not be a different fucking turn for the show that we're doing right now, but we already got four Jay-Z albums. Y'all want to stop at top five and switch to another subject, or do y'all just want to do the whole top ten? Just keep going. Top ten? We're there. We just keep going. All right, so number oh, four, you got four, four, four. four, four. Yeah. Um, it's more important than anything he ever made, but just based on the, the, the art and the technical shit that's going on with the album i gotta put it at at um four number five jay-z is, is volume two i move i just moved okay down because I agree it has that. to be there it has to be there i mean hard knock like that is the blueprint to how you still save face and do like radio friendly rap records like uh, even when he did money cash holes on it and he makes fun of himself you know what so I'm saying? reasonable doubt number one blueprint is number two number three is Reasonable doubt is not my number one. It's number one. Don't be less to that ham. Reasonable doubt That's is that not. That's that Birmingham hate. Reasonable doubt is not my number one. That's that Birmingham hate. It's an awesome classic, but hate. it's not number one for me. He hate. So, yeah. So, recap that. So, again, Jonathan right Crane. Here. So, at number one, we got Reasonable Doubt. At number two, we got Blueprint. At number three, we got Black Album. At number four, we got 444. Four, four, four. And then number five, we got Life's and Times and Sean Carter Volume Two. All right, yep. so now it gets hard. It's yeah, still now, now easy. It gets real hard. It's still um, easier for me and Fred than uh, uh, Kane, uh, Crane, and goddamn Jonathan G. Crane. Y'all didn't convince me at all, so I fuck it easy. Because we Jonathan don't give a fuck Crane. about your opinion. <laughs> Jonathan Crane, you just nigga, your sir. Listen, Jonathan Crane. <laughs> Jonathan listen. Crane, can you no. hear me in the headphones? <laughs> I'm gonna say it on the mic. Can you hear me in the headphones? Yes. Isn't this the point we got to? Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and then it started to no, go. No, no, see, no. Now we're in the menagerie. No, see, y'all, see, you you two agreed amongst each other, and you're like, see how easy this is? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. What the hell are you talking we, about? We like, I don't, y'all didn't convince five. me of nothing. 
okay. at the top five, then we got to six, and we was like, uh. Well, see, here, this is what uh, we So we still uh, on the top five, is what y'all saying. So so we got the top five done. We still got four more to do. We got six. American, the American Gangster soundtrack can I follow that. that. The American Gangster soundtrack can follow after that because. I, I will put it number six. Exactly. The reason why I say that is because production wise and him just rapping, that was him just kind of like coming back on full force rapping. Just like. You know, production wise, it was a thematic album. Um, you know, it it, it, it worked. You know, it, it wasn't you didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I was okay with it. It was a solid Jay Z project. It was a solid Jay Z project. Um then after that, just as a solid project. Now talk about American Gangster before you go on to the next one. Well, like I said, this was kind of like a concept I can't say it was a full on concept album. I know yeah. what my number seven is. Yeah. I'll let you talk about it before I get to my number seven. Though. It, it was a full-on concept self album where he they went back to using kind of sample-based production and uh let him kind of go ahead and he was see Jay-Z keeps trying to feel his way back to that reasonable doubt right, in other right, ways. Right, because he's right. he, he you can see him realizing that hey, I got I got more more line on my chain here. So he actually did it. I'm glad that. you said that because and I really did as a fan appreciate the fact that he went back to his Mafioso, the mafioso boy roots, exactly. His his John rock Gotti boys roots. in the house, yeah. Rock boys that's, in that's the house I tonight. It, you know about the shit. It, we in the house. In terms of albums, without it being connected to the movie, it's an okay album. Exactly. But it's just again, maybe I'm a stickler for weight and meaning. But what that album meant, it bumps it up to six to me. It's it makes it more important than what it is because of what it was attached to. Yeah, and what it represented. Mm-hmm. It was it was a soundtrack to a movie that Jay-Z could relate to, and he had enough money, enough clout, enough talent to make it happen. Like, Jay-Z, think about this. Jay-Z was the soundtrack to a movie. Not a bunch of artists. Yep. Jay-Z was the lone soundtrack to that movie. That that's that's some in, I just wanna that's some deep shit for me. I don't me. mean to cut you off, but I I just want you to look at the total disgust. On Jonathan Crane's face as we move along this process. All right, but let's. I'm not finished with that discussion at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, get it, get it out your system, my brother. Let, let's 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 take. No, a go ahead and finish the top ten, man. I will go back. Okay, okay. All right. Well, my number seven is Blueprint Three. Yeah, that shit dope, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're far too kind. That shit was dope. Doa, do Doa was dope. For me, Blueprint Three was the first time in a long time. That I felt like Jay Z could fucking rap. I re I rewound shit. That's the first time in a long time I rewound lyrics of Jay Z. I think the production. I think production wise, I kind of got lost on that album. Man, that was a good album. So okay, so I got it as number seven. What you'll say? And we're gonna go around the room. See, I, I'm weighing. I'm weighing two right now. Actually, this is where I kind of like struggle with. You know, should I put Volume One in here, or should I? deal with it because volume one and the last album before this one is fighting it out like the one with tom ford on it oh and magna carta magna, magna carta. carta and the reason why because see magna carta is slightly is almost forgettable in the sense that it is like it is so steeped in the modern sound of him just like basically showing hey i could i could do this you know what i'm saying I, i'm still you know i'm gonna just show you whatever whatever yeah but i, I w- i'm gonna go ahead and give it to magna carta though yeah i feel like volume one um kind of got a lot of grief because of because of the attempts to be b-pop 
that yeah. you belong to the city hurt my I soul. Get, yeah, I'm like yeah. it hurt my soul. But I can't deal with it. When I listened to that album, I, I truly thought to myself, I hadn't listened to it in years, and I thought to myself, I'm not gonna like this, or it's not gonna. But when I when we went through it, both it of us stood up. Surprisingly, we, it does. And we up, were like, man, wait a minute. Like some I of the songs that were on You're it right. kind of made us look at each other like, yes, holy shit. Like we didn't, we just didn't expect. You're that. right. So right. I don't know. It's one of those weird things See, where I, I felt like I was going to give it a. I felt like I should give it a higher rating, even though I didn't think I would. Yeah. You know so what I mean? so so it sounds like I'm gonna have to roll with volume one. I'm I'm gonna change that. So it sounds like volume but one my, is coming in at eight, and Magna Carta is coming in at seven. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put volume one at seven. seven. Okay. And so Magna volume Carter one. So Life yeah. and Times of Sean Carter. Volume one, because at first I had it the other way around, but just with uh, Crane saying that, that really, because that reminds me, it's like my brain just fights with my, itself when it comes to those two. And now, now then after that, I'm just like it's a menagerie. I can Lawrence G, when you get it put together, read that shit out when you get it put together. I think number seven, I'll say volume one is at number seven, and I'll say number eight is Blueprint three. I can say that. For me, I can say, yeah, seven is volume one, eight is Blueprint three. So 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 nine would be Magna Carter? Uh, it has to be. Well, see, my thing is, honestly, I put Blueprint 3 at number nine. The only reason why I did that is not because he was doing it lyrically. It's just that production was all over the place. That was like right near his dynasty days, and that's when production was just everywhere. You feel me? And it was just like, yeah, it, was it was like just, it, 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 it was, wasn't cohesive. What, dynasty? Yeah, Dy- Dynasty. Was it just, wasn't supposed to be a solo album. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it showed because Dynasty was. Like it was that was like my yeah. least favorite uh, Jay Z. There were well, good songs. There were good album. songs. It's on. supposed to be just a rock. It was album. supposed yeah. to I be mean, Rock a, Lock a Million translation. Rock Lock Family. Yeah, rock it was Lock supposed family. to be a compilation album. That's Some shit happened, and it ended up being his solo, which I enjoyed it for. No, no, that was a dope song. It had great production. It had Kanye West production, Just Blaze production. Benny Siegel showed up and showed off. Every damn time he was called, it had good songs, but there was something about it that just well, see, that's the same thing that bothered me. me. Like, see, like Joe said, he was correct with volume three, it was lyrically on point. But the production, like, I look for a type of cohesiveness with production, like when I'm listening to an album, I, agree, I disagree with you on three. Okay. So, it's but see, it's, it's like he had bangers, but it's like, like it was it a was good album because it's like, because that's the one I with Guns N' Roses on it, right? I no, forgot. Guns N' Roses was <laughs> a, a volume two. That's I'm that's not even going to talk about. No, no, hey, that listen, that was blue. Oh, blue print two. Oh, yeah, you're right. Hey, that's listen, listen. Okay, okay, I'm mixing. Okay, I yeah, can yeah. even take it down yeah. the easier road and tell you that you're right. Kingdom Come, Blueprint two. Them they ain't them ain't making top ten lists. Oh no, they're not. They're not. Them ain't making. See that? Well, well, they fight the dynasty. My, and that was my. That was my. And the dynasty. I'm going to disagree right there because I think that I think that Kingdom Come is ten. Fuck no. No. That, 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 blueprint, that was gross. That's Blueprint 2. No, no. That Blueprint 2 all day. Come on, man. Here, here's blueprint why, 2 ain't even on the list. Here's why I oh, say Lord. Here's why I say Kingdom Ooh, Come. Here's why I say Now, if he would, it was two discs. If he would have cut the fat and made it one, that would have been one of his well, best Technically, albums. he did yeah. that with 2.5. Yeah, he he came out with blue he came out with Blueprint 2.5, cut the fat on it and it was just one disc with all the best songs on it. Oh, I don't remember that. Go, go, look it up. It's it. it, it, it I don't know. They didn't really promote it. So, like are you that. saying that that's the definitive thing that we should judge? Oh, 
Something. I'm not about to do. I'm not about to judge. A Both words. Blueprint. Let me go. Let me talk I ain't, about. I ain't about to judge a do over. I just man. Blueprint two don't belong on this fucking let me, list. Let me just do it like this. Let me tell you why I think that Kingdom Come should be at least ten. Because that was his attempt at making a grown man album. There were missteps on that. Now album. that was the first emotional Jay Z album. But that, that was, was that was an emotional Jay Z album. And one of his that Lost Ones was Lost one of his best songs. That's one of his best songs of all time. Yeah. You, you got now, there were some. You missteps. got a greatest hits. Is that song's gonna be on? It, that. It's yeah. got some missteps on it. But when you actually go back and you listen to Beach Chair, yeah, that wasn't. Yeah. The, the, no, the production that, was, that was the first forties new the, thirty album. That were exactly yeah. the production was off. But if you go back and you listen to the lyrics on Beach Chair and what he was talking about, that was like, da, 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 da. that was you that know what I'm talking was, about. Um, it was yeah. it was just Blaze, right? All yeah. of it was just. It was. Blaze. It, I think it, it was, was actually. You know what? I actually found out that Kingdom Come was supposed to be. Um, it was supposed to be Saigon's album. Oh yeah, a the lot whole, of that, a lot of that thing was supposed to be. Yeah, it was, it was all Saigon, Saigon, and yeah. he just he basically the greatest Chris, story. He Never. he Chris and Neefed yes. that whole album from Saigon. <laughs> it was just like yes, he, he sure just did. came into the studio like, could you do the desk right? Because I couldn't do that's it. That's right. Thank you. See, I could I couldn't get it early. <laughs> that's what he did. Y'all heard wow. me. Y'all hear me early in the show. I tried that. It didn't work. So what we at, Lawrence G? What, what we at? We at eight right now. So right? maybe even nine. Right right now we're looking for number. It's not so fucking easy now. Is it? It's oh, that's easy for the, me because I can tell you that Blueprint Kingdom Come don't make the goddamn list for me. Give us the top eight then. So, so give us what we got so far. I'm okay, so I'm gonna go. Mean? I'm gonna go from eight to. Oh shit! That that is my computer. Sorry about that. I'll edit that out. Um, Keep it in. Hold on. Let's get rid of that. Um, so I'm gonna go from eight to one. Coming in at number eight, we got Blueprint Three. At seven, we got Life and Times of Sean Carter, Volume One. At six, we got American Gangster. At five, we got Life and Times of Sean Carter, Volume Two. At four, we got Four Forty Four. At three, we got Black Album. At two, we got Blueprint. And at number one, we got Reasonable Doubt. I disagree. And Jonathan Grant adamantly, vehemently disagrees. I totally agree. It's great. So at number nine, we got what? At number nine, uh, again, like I said, I'm I'm still. If I had to make a choice in the in the bottom in the bottoms, you know, you got to go ahead. And I know Joe don't want to put these on the list, but since we got to put number nine, well, no, did we already say Magna Magna Carta should be already on the list? Well, the question was, is, is Magna Carta coming in at number nine? How? Wait a minute. At eight, we got Blueprint three. At seven, we got Life and Times. At uh, six, we got American Gangster. Five, we got Life and Times Volume two. Four is four forty four. Three is Black Album. Two is Blueprint, and one is Reasonable Doubt. All right, damn. My number nine is Volume three with um Big Pimpin'. That's my number nine. Number Volume three is my number nine. But Volume three was already on there. Volume Volume two was already on there. No, volume volume three is number eight. See, that was no, 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 no. Blueprint three is number eight. Oh, so you mean Life and Times volume three? Yeah, Coming Blueprint three nine. is number eight. Volume three is number nine. Do we agree with that? I I got. I, is I, there is there a number nom- Is there another nominee? I guess I guess I it's gotta, just. I gotta go. I guess it's just as long as it's not Kingdom Come. I guess everybody kind of. Finishes okay. Up. Okay. Well, let's do it like or this. or uh, or blueprint. The reason blueprint why I gotta go it. Magna Carta 
is because it's number what eight? Uh, a number nine. Okay. Uh, the reason why I got to go Magna Carta is because, you know, even though you can kind of forget a lot of the stuff that's going on with it, because he was like, you know, it's like him just kind of. Well, going, it was the whole Timberland produced album. Exactly. So you know, you kind of feel some <laughs> some sort of way, but again, that just showed the versatility and knows what Jay Z is doing. He's actually working with producers that have given him gold before has given that that he's worked with and minted with well before so that album it's it worked it worked it still worked it's like you know you got songs like tom ford out of it you know you got other songs out of it that you know that pretty much they're gonna stand the test of time and the album wasn't a bad listen to from front to back you see what i'm saying so it kind of worked and it was cohesive it was a cohesive album so what's this number nine so so are we all let me ask you this before we make this agreement I guess the argument is number eight and nine. Um, I thought eight was settled. What was eight? No, I'm saying like Blueprint Three. Yeah, Blueprint Three. Okay, let me rephrase it then. Which album is better to you, Um, Magna Carta or Volume Three? I like I said, I'm I'm the fact the big pimping on it it, that gives it weight. Volume Three is better than Magna Carta to me lyrically on the canopy. My stamina be enough for Pam. Come on. Come on! Oh no! Now that's I'm saying now, now lyrically, it's, it's just I'm just talking about it's a cohesive album. But but at this point, a cohesive, a cohesive production wise. But I don't think that we can album. just I don't think we can just talk about Jay Z lyrically. Though. That's what I said. I I'm talking about a cohesive album. We have to talk about the whole package. It's a slightly because it that album is a little dis- disjointed. It's like it's like it's got a lot. It's got hits. Three is disjointed. Yeah, it's got it's got this. It's like you got hits over here and you got you know eh, over there. Like whereas. You know, to be real with you, Magna Carta is well a little bit well more well synced together as an album. It, that's what you're gonna have when you got one producer, and that's see that's a good thing, and that's, that's a like, good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing because the problem is once Nas introduced the whole multi producer thing, a lot of people went crazy, and we got a lot of albums that sound like fucking mixtapes. Not real, not realizing that that was pure luck. That was pure luck. <laughs> that was pure luck because 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 really, Large Professor was supposed to do that whole thing. Damn, I hate to agree with you. But yeah, um, so, so we making this a fit official? Is Magna Carta coming in at number nine? Yeah, Magna Carta number nine. And what was number eight again? Well, that's Volume number eight is Blueprint three. Well, actually, that means Magna Carta has to be number three, and Blueprint eight has to be Volume nine. And, and they said, said Blueprint, Blueprint eight. eight. Be dope. We got a Blueprint eight. <laughs> and Blueprint eight. It better be dope. Goddamn. That nigga gonna do seven that and eight. Right. He's seven and eight. Right, so he already so let Joey Burnham get some clarification. What's number eight? Blueprint three. Well, see, what's number nine? Nothing. We haven't decided. Well, see, no. After what we just discussed, Magna Carta has to be eight, and Blueprint Three has to be number nine. That nigga Fred pushing for his agenda. Fucking these niggas are real. I'm a fucking Republican. So it's so so. so we got to put it to a vote. Then is that? So Jonathan Crane, did you agree? Do we switch? He doesn't eight agree with anything. I know that you don't agree with. He's anything. Ralph Nader. We, <laughs> we know that you don't agree with number one. No, no, no. But. Yeah. Do really, man. Agree? Honestly, man, a lot of those albums from from anywhere from seven to ten are like really splitting hairs with me. I don't I don't agree with the Kingdom Come thing and everything like that. But it's like you're not those. At the end, of, I I agree with that. But I'm saying that those are kind of it's kind of splitting hairs, man. It's like you're you're really at that point you're going with like one song that you like over the other, you know, or two because they're they're literally to me the top of the list is is much harder for exactly. me than the bottom of the list is. Now we're just you know what I mean. So That's yeah, how I am. I okay. could go with, I could go with what you're talking about, man. With that, you know what I mean? Because it's not really as King even King. even with All right. So making even official, with Lawrence. So making a hold on, Jonathan Crane making official vote. 
Magna Carta number eight, Blueprint number nine. I don't know. Uh, I'll go with Blueprint. Blueprint number eight. Tell you. It's Joe. Ralph. It's Ralph Nader, man. I'm sorry. It's Ralph Nader. All right, Joe. Blueprint number eight. Magna Carta number nine. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that seems confusing to me, but okay. All right, we'll spit the shit then. If everybody agrees. Okay, now what, what what we're doing right now is we're voting on where we where we putting them. That's what I say. So now, see, that's I, two. I have, you know, they, they got two me. For number eight, and you wanted it, and you wanted to switch it to number nine. Yes, because I wanted I wanted uh, Magna Carta number eight because of the consistency of production, and you know the style that Jay Z just kind of run with, and the uh, blueprint three at number nine. See, we need an eyeball in the room. Well, now I got to beat it down. Gangster, American like Gangster is like six. See, look at that. See what we did. Uh, let's Won't see. Will he do it? It's true. Hope. I'm gonna hold the weight. <laughs> I'm gonna hold the weight right now, and I'm actually going to put Magna Carta at number nine. Right. I think to. that you Magna Carta needs to be at number nine. I think Blueprint Three was a better album than Magna Carta. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm putting, I'm, uh, I'm putting, I'm putting Magna Carta at number Lyrically, nine. Lyrically, yes. And and Blueprint Three at number eight. I understand what. Uh Fred Freeze is saying, but I would have to agree with that. Yeah, I, but lyrically, I agree with y'all, though. I mean, it's like uh, lyrically, you know, because that was back when people, you know, you really yeah. had to get it. Then DOA, yeah. that shit real, it, that shit made niggas stop you some niggas yeah. stop using auto tune. That shit yeah. didn't work at that damn money phone, though. I don't know. All right, one through nine or nine through one, G, what we got? All right, so at number nine, we got Magna Carter. At number eight, we got Blueprint Three. At number seven, we got Life and Times Volume One. At six, we got American Gangster. At five, we got Life and Times Volume Two. At four, we got Four Forty Four. At three, we got uh, the Black Album. At number two, we got Blueprint. And at number one, we got Reasonable Doubt. The truth. So number ten would have to be his, the album that we like the least. I um, I, I guess put I guess the Dynasty is number two. I'm putting my hand to, in. to me. Dynasty is not a Jay Z album. But I'm it, not but, officially but calling it a Jay Z. It ended up being it, but I'm not. I don't think it's a Jay Z album. That's, I, I, that's like I'm, saying I'm, I'm right. I'm right now. I'm standing up and I'm saying. I'm saying. Um, uh, Kingdom Come. Either yeah, one of those, Kingdom really, man. Kingdom Come. But Dynasty, I really dislike Dynasty. Dynasty is not a Jay Z album. That's like Kingdom Come. It's not Kingdom Come, but uh, what do you call it? Watch the Throne. That's like Watch the Throne. It's like it's a it's a side project, and you know he's featured on it, but it's not a Jay Z album. Because if if Kingdom Come was a Jay Z album, it would be higher up in the ranks. I kind of felt the same way yeah. about both those albums. Well, I kind of just passed. They're Jay Z albums that I kind of just pass over. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. no. Watch the Throne it cannot be passed. That damn album. Was no, good. I'm not talking about Watch the Throne, oh, yeah, but I'm like, talking about okay, um, Dynasty get- and Kingdom Come. Oh yeah, Kingdom Come. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, this man got 13 albums now. There are three albums that we're not looking at. Yeah, we're we, not looking at Blueprint Two. So which nah, we're right. talking about Kingdom Come, Kingdom Come, needs and to we're talking about Dynasty. So, so Dynasty don't count to me. Blueprint Two is trash, so we can leave that out. Total trash, except for you had to put it together and make one good album. One good album, right? And I ain't got time to be doing all that. Ain't nobody got time for that, Jay Z. <laughs> so we just gonna go ahead and say your your worst effort out of a top ten exactly would be Kingdom Come. Would just Kingdom out Come. default, I can, I can say that because because you know. Because Kingdom Come is more cohesive, cohesive. than Dynasty. Um, and the reason why it's bad, 
the reason why it's bad is because you got a guy that's you know how when you have a I ain't gonna say he hadn't rapped in a while, but I'm gonna arguably probably say he had. You know how you just when you just coming yeah, back in the studio his, that was his uh, fresh out of retirement. Exactly, album. exactly. Yeah. So you know how it is. You ain't touched the mic in a while. You come in there, you know, you little off beat. You know, you ain't you ain't really feeling yourself right. Yeah. I, I feel you, Fred, but I don't buy that. Ah, uh, nah, man, that was it. That, that was nigga it. Ain't, man, that nigga, that that retirement shit was a calculated motherfucking plan for him to but, goddamn. But but to be make real, people miss him. What well, to be honest with you, this dude been trying to leave for the longest time. But now, what I remember, he came through album. the door and said it was his last album. But see, the key is. So I, I kind of believe that. Yeah, like you said, I do believe he was trying to leave, but I don't know. That's why I said I, I never believed he was going to stay gone. It's kind of like when when certain people retire, you know. But see, the key is when like he every time too he short never, retired, he never had he never had <laughs> you anybody. Should be getting it. Jay Z never really had that guy to replace him. See what I'm saying? Because what Jay-Z wants to do as a business, he wants to leverage something. But right? he did, man. He had Memphis Bleak. See, that never worked. <laughs> and then he had Benny Siegel. <laughs> See? Everybody always kept... You know, and then and then the people that could have replaced him, he didn't like him. Yeah, he, he didn't, didn't like, like I'm Cameron. like, why didn't you hey, Why didn't you just he like invest more time in Benny Siegel? And Benny Siegel, he didn't like Cameron. Well, Benny Siegel kept getting in trouble. Then when uh, Dame Dash brought Harlem in there, okay, that was all hell broke loose. Yeah, that's exactly. When, that's, that was the end of the label. And so he just kind of he just kind of bit Philly and just kind of kept moving. Yeah, I guess. exactly. It's like I got Philly. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I said, Chris and Neep. Either one of those. <laughs> either, either one of those. Man, I kind of. So, so, so are we saying that Jay Z is actually a Philly rapper? Yeah, man, that dude took yeah, so much pretty much. That, that middle stage right there. Look at that middle stage. It's like he. He was it's so Philly. It's career. like it's just nothing but Philly rappers. It's just kind of that dude. Shit. You, you remember when Jay Z did the, the vampire thing on the Monster song with Kanye West and them? Yeah, that dude. That's that's what that dude. You gotta watch Jay Z. If you got a, a a style that ain't quite it ain't quite out there yet, but it's like it's 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 popping. He's gonna walk into the studio. Into I like what you're doing right there. I think. Hey I Saigon, you know this album that you that you're supposed to come out with? This, this is, is your a, bread and butter. Hey Chris and Neve, you know this idea you have for a number one. Smash hit. Hey, Cap Low, I like those beats. <laughs> yeah. Let me have them. Let That's me have them. These things actually happened. Yeah, this this actually took place. <laughs> hey, big gun, hey, hold my but knife. Th- <laughs> But think about it though, niggas basically be selling out. Yeah, that's true. Because you got the producer that says, "Okay, I can give this motherfucking beat to Camp Low. I can give this beat to Saigon. I can give this album and so and so. But it's gonna be a lot more money if I fuck with Jay Z." So what? first of all, the producers sell out. Then the artists themselves be like, "Okay, Jay Z gonna pay me to no, come about this Jay-Z shit." No, Jay Z comes to your face. It's the he don't even get a producer. Not, but that was but Jay Z what yeah, Jay Z on reasonable doubt. Yeah, he just. He just yanked a bunch of ski beats no, and kept going. No, they were all in the studio at the same time. He told Camp Low, because Camp Low will tell you that. Like, he was like, hey, guys, I, you know, I got something for these beats. I think it'll really work. <laughs> he did it, man. And then, then the next thing you know, boom. This, they were like, yo, we, we thought that he sounded dope on it. You know, we were all in the family in there. We were recording. So we just kind of went with it. And, you know, we had plenty of beats. Wow. So it's kind of like, so you got to think about it. A lot of that stuff was supposed to be. Baby. It's always wonderful a guy that didn't smoke weed. Why he had a song about puffing a lie? Yeah. I was like, all right then, okay. Yeah, you know I don't well, smoke. My point know. is, my point is, that's right. Money yeah. and make motherfuckers do shit like that. Oh yeah. Or oh, that that was that was money and popularity and make niggas do shit like and, that. And the fake fam lord, because see that's the thing. Uh, Camp Low was looking at it like that. Like they were in the same circle with Ski Beats and Jay Z and all this other stuff, right? <laughs> but then you get forward, you go forward. Chris and Neef and them guys, they're like, okay, we signed the rock. 
they ain't even taking care of their paperwork, right? They didn't take care of their paperwork. For their biggest song, this dude, like, snatched it. And he didn't get paid. And I will say, I don't know if it would have been. The, it's not going to be the same hit if they had done Oh, no, it's not. It's not. But, but you got to see. That's, why, that's why that dude was on the chorus, at least. Man. Because he was just like, I Kia guess I Shine, feel kind of bad. Kia Shine got his money for, baby, you're my everything. You're all I. He had to come yeah. back and sue and get his platinum pack. He had to come back and get his money. And Ryan Fest got his money for Jesus Walks. You know what I'm saying? They got that. Because that, that was Ryan Fest's song. That was his song. This did he write said, that whole this thing? This nigga said Kia Shine. Yeah. I ain't heard Kia Shine since <laughs> Yeah, he did. He did write that. Seven. Yeah. Hey, I, I keep up with who wrote what. What what, what song did Kia Shine write? Uh 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 what's his name? Aubrey's yeah, Aubrey's breakout song. He said Aubrey. He, he wrote, I did not I did not know Kia yeah. Shine wrote that. That was you're actually the written best. for Shardy, you're the best. You're the best I ever had. Yep. The best I ever had. Yes. Yeah, and you know, because uh, basically he wrote that. Well, what that. part did he write? The whole song? No, yeah, listen, this is what the he rap did. rap and the hook? No, 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 not the rap. But what he did was. He wrote he, the hook and made the beat. He gave the hook and made the beat. And he gave it to Lil Wayne because he was doing that, like as a producer, he was shopping that stuff. And basically, that gave the artist, all he had to do was pretty much just, if, if you felt it and you felt it the way it was, it gives you a chance you're going to get a writer's credit and you can get the producer credit. So that's what he was shopping as. Well, you know, Cash Money being dubious. We know y'all out there. I see you. I ain't talking about you though, Slim. We straight, okay? We good. All right, but anyway, you know, they messed around and Wayne just handed the beat to Drake's. Hand these beats to Drake, you know, because he's, you know, forming young money or whatever. Drake takes them, makes makes a mixtape. They ends up being making a hit. The rest is history. They don't bother telling Kia. Kia sitting now chilling one day and this song comes on the radio. So, you know what I'm saying? So how much time we got, Lawrence G? Oh, we right at an hour, man. We need to go ahead and get ready to wrap up. So man. we need to, okay. Because I, I wanted to go into um, the whole ghostwriter shit, but I guess we'll talk about that later on in another episode. We'll talk about that on another episode. Um, yes. Stop it's about that, that time for us that to ghost. break up out of this thing, ghost. man. I think we had a good-ass show. I'm going to go ahead and let me break down this top 10 Jay-Z one more time, and then we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Yes, sir. Jonathan Crane, we did it. <laughs> uh-huh. We, we did it. Hey. It actually happened. I fucking disagree with it, but- I, he, I agree with everything. He's Ralph Nader. I agree with everything except for the except for the top spot. But that's interchangeable, and that depends on taste. Yes. To be honest with right, you, right, right. Their right. taste is for reasonable doubt, and I understand why it's a classic album. My taste is not for reasonable doubt, but it's it's number two. Really, you know, both of them are great albums. It just depends on what you think. Well, we're gonna put this out and see what the grown-ups got to say about it. Um, Joey Burnham. Yeah. Welcome back, my brother. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna be gone again. I. Got to get back on my goddamn whole stroll. <laughs> He's got to go. No, I wish it was a whole, whole stroll. The, the day job is calling, so I got to go back to that motherfucker. So it's going to be another four, five Mondays when I'm back at it. You know Damn. what I'm saying? So. Damn. So, uh, Freeze, you want to fill in for Joe? I'm, I'm probably going to follow through with you guys. I've been having a good time. And it gives me a chance to catch up with my peoples. Yep. And, so just be, and just to be in being in Joe's space without him being it's just a different world. I'm trying to I'm trying to soak up game from this man. He is the professor. Yeah, I leave So it. I'm trying to study, I'm trying to study his techniques. Yes, sir. So look, man. Um we're gonna get ready to break up out of this thing. Uh this has been another episode of the grown I ass. I was just gonna give the goddamn song. Hip hop show. Oh shit. You ain't do that. Go ahead no. and give Okay, one well let me get these, let me get these one. damn songs. Okay, number, coming in at number 10, I got my way with Kingdom Come. Okay. Number nine, Magna Carter. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Blueprint 3. Yep. Uh, number seven, 
Life and Times of Sean Carter, Volume 1. Mm-hmm. Um, number 6, American Gangster. Number 5, Life and Times of Sean Carter, Volume 2. Number 4 is 444. Number 3, The Black Album. Number 2, Blueprint 1. And number 1, Reasonable Doubt. Yeah. Yep. Orange G, you agree with the 1 and 2? I do agree with one and two. I, I, I um, because it seems well, like you're leaning more. T- well, well here's, here's what it is: the room is split on one and two. I kind of I agree with Jonathan Gray. Okay. I, I agree that Blueprint One should be uh, one, and Reasonable Doubt should be two. But so G and Crane feel like Blueprint is better than Reasonable Doubt. Fucking Fred and Burnham feel like Reasonable Doubt is better than Goddamn Blueprint. But I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave the room split, just because I it's think fair. It's, a, it's, it's fair. It's a solid list. Jonathan Crane does not agree with this list. <laughs> he does not agree I'm with one and two. two. He don't agree he, with one and two. He don't agree with one and two. He's Ralph Nader with the force like Darth Vader. Yes. You know. Yeah. Your your reasoning, all both of your reasoning is good. Yeah. You know what I mean. So I'm not. It's just it just kind of boils down to preference, which I can't I can't really argue yeah. preference. After yeah. a while, it's just kind of like my issue is more of when people just like I said, when they kind of just when when some people when I talk to some people, they kind of just like the number they like the the first movie, they like the first this, it's like, that's novices. his first thing. You know what I mean? And posers. True. You're not and novices and you're not posers. There you go. Yeah, there you go. But so, yeah, you know. But like I said, it, it's kind of yeah. You know, I'm just not. I kind of, I'm kind of the least like that when it comes to what was yeah. first or what when it came out of the time or oh, yeah. See, you what stuff them. smelled like when yeah. it came out when I went yeah. into the shop and bought it. Yeah, throw well, them none out. of that means anything. Hey, to me. Crane. Those hey, Crane. Not, those are novices. Hold on, give him the mic back. Hey, Crane. How does that Magoo feel now? What Magoo? <laughs> how does that Magoo placement feel now, buddy? Hey, I'm gonna rep for Nelly. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nigga, you agree with me? <laughs> I just wanted to rub it in. I do oh, agree yeah. with you, but how that Magoo shit feel now, nigga? I still don't. No, say we, we did a top ten list. He didn't want to put Magoo as one of the worst rappers of the '90s, and I'm like, he he's one of the worst rappers of the '90s. He's Magoo. The bird, bird, birds, birds to work. Anyway, man, it's about time for us to break up out of this thing. You man. you agree with me on yes. that one, yes, but you I can't do. agree with me on uh. I can't, <laughs> and I don't agree with y'all on that Nelly placement neither. That was Lawrence G. Lawrence G. I, I put we'll Nelly on that list. We'll talk about that later. I don't agree with that, that, y'all on that Nelly placement. When I'm defending Nelly, it's a cold day in hell. It's a <laughs> yeah, cold. exactly. I'm, Brass not, knuckle, I'm not a Nelly fan. Brass Knuckle proved that that dude can rap, but I'm not. I don't. I mean, you know. I didn't think Nelly was one of the worst, but okay. He just had a style. That was it. I didn't like his style, but you know. it's getting hot in here. So take off all your clothes, all of them, all of them. Get it Anyway, yeah, man. Yes. We need to do a top 10 songs that you can't listen to anymore because they've been played out. Oh, shit. Now, it don't mean that they ain't good. It's just, yeah, they just. It's yeah. just that the radio, like songs, for example, and I guess it's a sneak peek to another fucking episode, but for example, I'm talking about songs like In the Club. I can't righteously just play yeah, In I, the Club by myself because I've heard it too much. I like it, but I can't play it because I've heard it too yeah. much. Uh, yeah, doggy yeah, style. I was 
Oh no, what's my name by Snoop Dogg? I can't right. listen to that because I've heard it. Okay, too look, much. we get into a whole nother damn show, man. Let me get ready to close this motherfucker out, yeah, man. Yeah, you I can listen to the doggy style thing, but hey. I, I honestly never liked uh, in the club that. Listen, much. we will get Let's that motherfucker outro. next week. I can't even fucking close the show. Let's do the outro. Yo, uh, this has been another episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. Grown ups, like we always say about this time, don't go out there and do no dumb shit. Why? Why? Because grown ass men yep. do grown man shit. We Did you miss me? It's the Varnell Hill Show. <laughs> Shabang bang. You gotta sing the whole song, man. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, the pretty ladies. Please do it. No, I'm not gonna do it. Ah, shit. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Y'all take it easy. Grown man shit. We out. Bitch. I'm coming, baby, like the big black kahuna. This is a Fourth Coast Media production. The Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show is brought to you by Fourth Coast Media, produced by Lawrence Tremell, and recorded at Fourth Coast Studios. Fourth Coast?